0: Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast.
1: I try every day to lead with openness and creativity and flexibility. Um, I, what I really want to do and what I hope my team would say is that I empower them.
0: It's time for Women Who Code Conversations, a segment to hear from top technology professionals sitting down with a Women Who Code member to discuss real world experiences in the industry.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Desiree duay and I'm a software engineer and also director for Women Who Code's New York City chapter. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. Alyssa Gonzalez is the vice president of customer experience at SiriusXM, where she leads a team of engineers and project managers to develop internal technology products. Before joining SiriusXM, Alyssa has worked at Disney Streaming, Viagom CFM, Viacom, CBS, and CBS Corporation, where she began her career in 2012 as a social media strategist and product manager. In that role, she researched the impact of social media engagement, identified opportunities for technology partnerships, and managed a development team to implement second screen solutions. Alyssa earned her bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism from Syracuse University's Newhouse School and master's degree from Syracuse's iSchool. Alyssa was also an adjunct professor at Newhouse for their online master's program, teaching a course in digital communication systems. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Desiree. So the first question we have is, can you tell us about your career journey and what led you to your current
1: role as vice president of customer experience at SiriusXM? Yeah, so I actually got my undergraduate degree in broadcast journalism. I did not consider myself technical at all. I learned HTML from coding my MySpace page back in the day. Um, But I always loved organizing information and storytelling. So while I was in school, I was part of the student team that launched the Twitter and Facebook accounts for the university. And I started to get into social media management and managing websites. Um, My senior year, I participated in an on-campus event about the intersection of technology with different industries, including the media industry. Um, And I ended up meeting the dean of the iSchool at the time, who was an amazing woman in technology. And she encouraged me to apply to their master's program in information management, which I did. Um, And while I was getting my master's in IT, um, I was a teaching assistant for a few courses. I managed the blog for the iSchool. And I learned that I really enjoyed um, learning more about building and implementing systems and how people experience technology and what it means to them. Um, And the courses that really resonated with me were project and product management and user experience. Um, So when I graduated, I was looking for a role that combined all of those passions and skills which kind of felt like a new thing it wasn't super easy to find Um, so i ended up accepting a job at cbf in their it department Um, but i was working for a really small team Um, i was a project manager slash product owner for different internal and some external web and mobile apps Um, and because it was a small team it was a great opportunity because i got to experience the end-to-end development process, from requirements gathering to using the agile methodology for build, uh, design, UX, QA, testing, and launch. So, we built some really cool things that I'm still super proud of. So. We built an internal um, iPad app that displayed Nielsen ratings uh, kind of across our markets and also incorporated social media data for our distribution teams. Uh, we redesigned our internal IT portal to make it feel like a consumer grade experience, which isn't always the case. Um, I, my team and I redesigned cbscorporation.com and ultimately CBS.com once that launched. Um, We actually, one of the coolest things I think we built was an iPad mobile app um, that had a suite of different games that was used for our call center agents to educate them on different Showtime shows, our programming, the folks who are on the shows, um, and that was really engaging for them. And it helped them engage our customers um, in in the content and and kind of marketing our content to them when they called. Um, We also built a mobile app that was external facing, so you could download it in the app store called Daymoji. For our cbs Daymoji, or for our cbs daytime team um that had custom emojis um for your favorite cbs shows and, and gifts and things so we actually got to work with the designers and the team at daytime to just des- decide what those emojis would be what they would look like what they would feel like um and we also built some prototypes for google glass uh, which was really interesting so i spent about eight years at cbs and over time i naturally grew to managing teams of engineers and project managers Uh, for our internal IT systems, uh, with a focus on end user experience, collaboration tools, um, and other employee-facing technologies as well. Um, And I was also part of the team leading the consolidation of the tech stacks during the Viacom-CBS merger, uh, which was a really interesting experience, um, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, In March 2020, I actually moved over to Disney Streaming, where I led an engineering team that built and managed our platform that really powered and ran the help centers first for Disney Plus and then for uh, ESPN Plus, Star Plus and Hulu. Um, so that really, that platform powered all of our customer cases and our interactions when people would reach out about our, pro- our products, um, live chat, chat box, and also integrated with a number of other really complex systems like analytics and telephony. Um, and workforce optimization. So at the time it was the, you know, the pandemic was was just kind of starting and streaming was growing at an incredible rate. Um, so we had a global launch schedule for over 60 countries for Disney Plus um, and ultimately over 150 million subscribers. So it was such an, a, Incredible time to be at Disney Streaming. Um, and my team also managed some internal IT tools for incident management and production operations. So all of those experiences really came full circle um, in my current role at SiriusXM.
2: Wow. You really got to do a, a whole lot. It, it sounds like a, not just a whole lot, but a lot of really fun projects.
1: Yeah, I think I've been really lucky. And I, I try never to say no to something new.
2: It's, it's a, the best way to go. Um, Now, as Vice President of Customer Experience at SiriusXM, can you elaborate on your work in the company
1: culture? Yeah, so I like to describe my role as like the invisible work that makes technology function, right? So generally, if you don't hear from me, everything is working as it should. If I start to get noisy, something's probably wrong. Um, And it's very much a focus on technology systems that can operate very much in the background, but they're foundational, right? They ensure that our company, our employees, and by extension our customers have the best possible experience. So I'm leading a couple of different teams that are all focused on internal technology strategy and systems and how our employees use them to get work done. So that includes um, an amazing digital workplace team and that includes endpoint engineering, um, our help desk and IT support, collaboration and identity systems, Um, I also have a team uh, that manages our ITSM platform, ServiceNow, um, our Atlassian staff, so things like JIRA and Confluence that our developers utilize, and a team of amazing technical project managers. Um, We collaborate really closely um, with all the other teams that are under the direction of our CIO, Um, so that's like networking and systems, data, platform engineering teams. Um, And when it comes to the company culture of SiriusXM, I think it's a really exciting time to be here, Um, particularly with our chief technology and product officer and our leadership team laser focused on creating technology that shapes the future of audio. And right now, all of our teams are heads down and focused on building the next generation of SiriusXM. So what SiriusXM is gonna look like six months, a year from now, is something that is incredibly exciting to me and I hope hope incredibly exciting to everybody else. Um, And of course, continuing to kind of own the car experience um, as well as expanding streaming.
2: Now, you talked a lot about the different teams. do this. So I'd love to know as a leader in the technology industry, what is your leadership style and what values do you prioritize when working with your team?
1: Yeah um, I think that's a great question and I try every day to lead with openness and creativity and flexibility. Um, I, what I really want to do and what I hope my team would say is that I empower them. Um, and encourage them to take ownership, you know, of of their roles and of their tasks and of their jobs. Um, I'm a pretty detail-oriented person, Um, so one of the things I think that's challenged me as a leader is knowing when to lean in versus when to kind of let someone solve their own problem. Uh, You know, no one likes a micromanager, and I think that's a skill that you have to hone over time. Um, I see my role as a leader to be very much focused on driving strategy and prioritization for my team. So everyone is working towards the same clear vision and goals and stays motivated. If you don't care about what you're doing and you don't want to be there, you can feel that. And I think that's an important part of being a leader. Um, So collaborating with respect and with empathy is really important. Um, But I also don't think you can shy away from being tough Uh, when you need to. Um, And I think, you know, being a woman in technology, sometimes that can be a challenge. Um, Something that my boss did at CBS, when I would present him with a new idea, this always stuck with me. He would always ask, so what? And it wasn't like in a rude way, but it taught me to really think critically about what you're proposing, because if you can't answer that question effectively, whether it's in front of your immediate team or an executive team, you really have to start to question if it's going to be impactful or if it's thought out enough to pursue.
2: I love that. I it really it's easy to just kind of start with the first thing that you think of, that first solution or first problem, but it really pushes you a little bit more to to think kind of what is it all so affecting. Um, you've you've had a a diverse background, um, going from a non tech somewhat of a non technical. Mm-hmm. Um, position to technical and you've mentioned the importance of technical and non-technical skills in your previous interviews. Could you elaborate on the skills you use specifically for, the, for your job at SiriusXM and the ones you have
1: experience in? Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly not a traditional engineer, right? My background is not one of a traditional engineer and technology is always changing. So there's always something new to learn. Um, I think one of the things that I do understand Really well is how to communicate technically with my engineering teams, and how to translate the needs of our business stakeholders and our end users to them and with them, um, and also how to communicate progress and what we're trying to accomplish up to the executive level. And I think that's something that can be really, really challenging as a technologist. Um, and you know, I'm I love kind of trying to keep up with the latest uh, technologies. Again, things are always changing, so. I'm really interested right now in continuing to learn and apply AI for our employees and customers. So what does a human-like experience look like when it comes to chatbots, both for internal and external customer support, right? And using conversational AI, I think that's a really interesting space to be in right now. Um, And using generative AI to increase employee productivity. Um, Those are just a couple of things that I'm really trying to kind of hone my expertise in right now.
2: Yeah, that's pretty exciting. I I think whoever gets that because chatbots are everywhere and that that one person that (laughs) gets it where you you want to talk to the chatbot versus a person, like that's going to be
1: There are some really bad ones and I think we are the precipice of having some really good ones. (laughs) So
2: I'd like to go a a little bit back to, we, we talked about the culture of SiriusXM. I'd love to talk a little more about The vision and the values, including its commitments to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and any employee initiatives or communities that you're proud to be a part of?
1: Yeah, I think the culture at SiriusXM that I've experienced in uh, the year or so that, that I've been here is really shaped by the values that are communicated and supported from the top down. Um, And I don't think you can really have that unless you have that kind of support. Um, And those are being authentic, being inclusive, being curious and being driven. Um, Our CEO, Jennifer Witts has regular all hands meetings um, and that really helps to provide transparency into areas of focus across the company. It's so easy to get kind of a narrow vision on only what you're working on and not understanding how it impacts the broader company or our user base. Um, so, I think having that regular conversation about how we're going to achieve our goals is something that's pretty unique and really important. Um, we also have a dedicated DEI team um, led by Nicole Huey. Um, and she also participates in those all hands and provides insight into our progress and our programs and also where we can do better, um, which I think is uh, something very important to reflect on. Um, some of the things that I've really enjoyed at SiriusXM, we have a monthly Ask Me Anything series with our senior leaders. So you really feel like you get to have that one-on-one conversation with them. Um, we have employee spotlights that we call Thumbs Up Thursdays um, that help to acknowledge our folks who are going above and beyond. And that could be anyone who's, you know, just kind of coming into the company to somebody who's been there 20 years, right? As long as you're going the extra mile, you'll get that shout out and that feels really good. Um, We have a great mentorship program. Um, We also have a group for SiriusXM women um, that has different events and a really vibrant Slack community, which is really fun. Um, And I'm really passionate about our internship program. Um, We just hired our spring intern into a full-time role, which I'm so excited about. Um, She's an amazing woman in technology and I, I just can't wait to see how she grows. Oh, that's so exciting! I it's nice to to hear. Uh, I
2: think a lot of companies, especially larger companies, like to talk the talk, but you don't really get that walk to walk. And it it you can really feel that with what you just talked about.
1: Um, yeah, I don't think any company is perfect, but I think that there is clearly an investment in our people, and that's so important.
2: Well, I know we we talked a lot about your your work life, but I'd also love to know um, a little bit about you outside of work. So what are you passionate about outside of
1: work? I love to read. Um, I set my Goodreads challenge every year, so I try to read like 25 or 30 books a year. I get a lot of recommendations from BookTok, so shout out to Mm -hmm. BookTok. Um, and actually my first real job was shelving books in a library. <laughs> and I, actually, I almost got fired because they would find me like reading in a corner once I had finished my work. Um, and I just finished reading the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which was incredible. And I'm starting on some beachy reads, uh, for some summer vibes. Um, outside of that, I love TV and podcasts. You can like always find me watching or listening to something new, um, I have a three-year-old dog named Kara after Supergirl um, that my husband and I like to take on long walks around Jersey City uh, where we live. Um, and I actually just got back from an amazing trip to Israel. So I really enjoy uh, traveling as much as I can as well. That sounds so fun. Um, I
2: do have to ask if you know what book are you on so far of the 30, 25
1: to 30. Um, you know, I'm not sure, but I know I'm four books ahead of schedule. Ooh, so very yeah. exciting. Yeah, I've had I've had a good streak recently. <laughs> I think the more you travel, the more you read. So <laughs>
2: exactly. <least> <laughs> Now, go one final question. Um, I'm bringing kind of everything all together here. I'd love it if you could provide a pro tip for those looking to pursue a career in technology, particularly in roles related to
1: customer and end user experience. I think it's really important not to be intimidated if you don't consider yourself technical enough. You have to find your passion and apply it, figure out what your strengths are and lean into it. Um, I think imposter syndrome is real, right? And it's easy to feel like you don't belong in this space, which can tend to be somewhat male dominated. Um, I've been empowered by the experiences that I've had. Um, And I think there are also a lot of opportunities for additional education. Um, you know, we have LinkedIn Learning, YouTube. Um, I, I think there's so many courses online, some of which are free or often are free. Um, I think a great start for me um, is an understanding of agile project management. If you can understand um, what it takes to take an idea and actually get, build it and get it to fruition and kind of take apart the different pieces of that, I think that's a really good way to get started. So I think like a scrum master certification is something that I would encourage folks to look into if maybe they don't consider themselves to be technical but wanna start to understand what a technical project may look like. Um, And I think it's also really important to find your people and to build a community. Um, It's so important to have a support system uh, who can kind of talk you through those feelings of what am I doing here? Like everyone else is smarter than me. Um, I've been really lucky to have supportive managers and mentors and peers, uh, you know, that have helped me grow. And I think that's something that you should seek out wherever you are in your career journey.
2: I love that, and not not to plug Women Who Code, but that that was definitely one of the the reasons why I joined, and it's absolutely it's been great. Just finding I have so many friends and, and mentors and everything from it. Yeah. Um, and well that that was it and so I want to just say again thank you so much Alyssa for being here today um and for everyone who's watching thank you so much and have a great rest of your day thanks so much Desiree I love
0: chatting with you thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.